Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. What up? Welcome to the Monday Morning Recap. I'm your host, Rob Fox. There's Giorgio, putting it up, fighting the man. It's just like there's a man downstairs that Giorgio fights every morning. The man's inside me, Rob. Is it? Yeah. It's the man in the mirror. Okay. Just fighting yourself. Mm-hmm. There is also a homeless man that fights Giorgio every morning. Yeah. Yeah. Shows up. Let's us go in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why. He's just a problem with me. It's like, I guess I, like, I peed on his tent one time when we first moved into the building. You threw out his crutch on the back. Yeah, yeah I did do that the as back, well. The uh, back yeah. staircase. Uh, there's a homeless guy that slept there. Threw out his pants as well. Mm-hmm. So he has major beef with Giorgio right now. Oh, and I stole his knife one time. Yeah, he did take his knife. He took yeah. his only self-defense right. weapon. Like, and if he's out in the streets, who knows what's going to happen? This well, pantsless, crutchless, knifeless. Yeah, well, that's and if you're wondering why Giorgio doesn't look like he's been in a fight, it's because he just, he's been fighting a cripple who doesn't even have a crutch, and you took he took his only weapon. Giorgio wins easily almost every day. Well, the first rule of war is disarm your opponent. Right, Nick, is that right? That is in the art of war, right? That is correct. It's like <sighs> chapter eight. I don't know. Yeah, you. I mean, you di- you you disarmed him. You took away his mobility. He's really just a sitting duck. I've actually been giving crack to the other homeless people who want to move in on his turf. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, it's amazing. Creating a new he's, enemy for him. Yeah, have have you ever actually read The Art of War by uh, Sung Tzu? No, not, not, not cover to cover. Like, I've, I've read bits and pieces. Right. Seems like common sense. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, he just wrote it down. Yeah, but you know what, though? That was back when, like, eight people could read, so. That's true. And up until, like, the Civil War, or Revolutionary War, Civil War, we were just kind of lining up to get shot. Yeah, the principles still apply. They were lining up to get shot back then in the Chinese times, too. Why as don't historians we get call them. credit for discovering guerrilla warfare? Who? The Americans. The American Revolutionary, yeah. Yes, we did. Because no one was fighting from trees and hiding behind things and shooting. Ever? Not we us. invented the militia. It wasn't necessarily guerrilla warfare. We just came up with the militia. I mean, Vietnam's and the Koreans were the one who invented guerrilla warfare essentially because we went into their land to try and fight them. But that was way later. Yeah. And that's was like the real first time that guerrilla warfare was used. We kind of stole that hide and go seek shit from the native Americans in a lot of ways. Uh, I don't know if they full on fought a guerrilla war. Well, no, they could actually outshoot us for a while. And that was the biggest problem the Americans had with them is like they could shoot more arrows per minute than we could shoot bullets. Because your revolver only had six shots and was wildly inaccurate, and your rifle took so long to unload, so when they were on horseback hitting you from arrows, and they wouldn't draw from their quill, they would actually keep like three or four within uh, their knuckles, yeah, and then pop, 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 pop them off. And I only know that because I've read uh, Empire of the Summer Moon. Listen, I'm sure Hannibal wanted to do guerrilla warfare, but it's really hard to hide those elephants behind trees. Yeah, that's true. One more time, I'm going to plug Empire of the Southern <laughs> Summer Moon. Oh, my God. What kind of kickbacks you getting? <laughs> anyway. Joe, Joe slapped me up. This is making softcore history look literate <laughs> by comparison. <laughs> well, I mean, Giorgio did appear on one of the best episodes of softcore history that mm-hmm. you were not a part of. Uh, yeah, wasn't That was there. The, uh, the Rasputin episode. We'll have to actually redo that again. Maybe but just have Giorgio back. Run that back. Yeah. yeah. I have forgotten everything I learned for that episode. I crammed like a college test that I did not go to a single class for for that Rasputin episode. No, all my Adderall was gone. What happened? <laughs> well, that's for fun. Yeah, he didn't use any of it for the episode. Okay. That was all for later. He just, he just robbed you. Yes. Is what that was. I like to snort a bunch of Adderall and then lock my doors to my house and then like black out the curtains and just see how many times I can beat off. <laughs> a lot? Yeah. Or maybe only once. Kind of like diminishes mm. your abilities. It does. It's, just, yeah. it's like a 75%, but then you just go forever. Mm-hmm. First one's probably easy. You can knock that out, but... Yeah, that second and third are just like... Yeah. By the third one, God help your heart. You're kind of like playing Rome Total War on your computer and you got porn on the phone. Because mm-hmm. you're, like, you're, you're kind of bored with yeah, porn. Yeah, you do both. Yeah. yeah. Talking about combat. What a <laughs> UFC card we had this weekend. Great segue, Dan. Heard yeah. it was good. Heard it was good. It was. Uh, our, our man... Jose Aldo now on a three-win streak. Great win over uh, Rob Font. Who was, was it? Yeah. I mean, Rob Font is, uh, was kind of like next in line for a title shot probably after TJ. You keep saying that, and I don't believe it <laughs> by any means. I think you were the only person on earth on this Rob Font train. Dude, Rob Font was like, what, wasn't he like one or two like in the rankings? I think it was four. 
Whatever. He was up. It was, it was going to be TJ. Cody. What? Sorry, yeah. Cody's not even in the division even, anymore. No. The yeah. fuck are you talking about? <laughs> How high are you? How unhigh are you? I'm not high at all yet because I just ran back into this. Dude, Rob Font no. was great. He also was winning the first round um, just off sheer volume and then auto crumpled him at the end of the round, almost finished him in the first. Uh, Font kind of survived throughout the fight. It was definitely a 50, uh, you could argue 49 46 fight. Mm-hmm. Very competitive, but Aldo was landing much more severe shots. Like he was just clearly had way more power, wasn't really afraid of Rob Font's power. No, not at all. No. Yeah, I don't know. Again, I, I just. I, why you thought Rob had a shot against Jose at this? I don't understand. I better took Aldo. And, he's looked better and better as he's gone down in weight. He Aldo was experience. plus money, but yeah, Font was favored in this fight, which is ridiculous. I guess everyone thinks Jose's washed up. No, people just really respect Rob Font. Besides me, I guess I'm the only person. On the I, you who are has the not most respect. disrespectful Rob Font person out there. I guess you know who I'm not. It sounds too similar to my name. Rob, just Fox. phonetically, Rob Font. Rob, he looks Pong. nothing like you. Yeah, I imagine he's the, from you, Boston, though. So, a, like a, a black Boston version. Of okay. You. Yes. Yeah. Just the name. I just keep like subconsciously like tick up when I hear it. Like it's just like the, just slightly phonetically. It's fucking with me. What is their uh, little fight camp up there? The uh, the Boston Mafia, something fight mafia or something. I don't even know. It's just a bunch. That's of, how disrespectful. Yeah, that's how dis- like, I don't care about his training camp. camp. I don't care what boxing he's doing. I don't care that he's shoveling snow. He's like uh, Mark Wahlberg's character in The Fighter. Like, I just do not care about Rob Font. He does nothing for you. I do care about Rafael Fazitz. Okay, well, that I mean, is a bad, bad man. That's true. I mean, these are two divisions, one thirty-five and one fifty-five, though, that are just stacked to the point where it's kind of like up top. There's a little bit of stagnation. Mm-hmm. So, like, 135 is kind of being held up by uh, Sterling being injured. Yeah, I don't know why it's called Corey Cody, but that's what I'm going to say. Sorry about Jan that. is, uh, you know, probably going to have a... He's going to have to defend his interim title. Yeah. Which is cool. Uh, that's going to be dangerous. I think so. TJ's available. Uh, I don't know if He's TJ, almost back from his knee injury, right? No, he ain't going to be back till probably, like, March next year. Yeah, I mean, but you have to announce a fight, build a fight. Like, you're announcing March fights right now, right? I mean, there's no, there's no real place in any of the upcoming cards besides then. True. Um, but uh, I would think Jan's probably going to fight. He would probably fight TJ next? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless TJ's not available. Then uh, Aldo might just get another title shot. Aldo gets an interim title shot against the former champion while Sterling still sits out with his neck injury. Um, TJ's still with the, the knee. Yep, TJ. There, there is a scenario where Aldo three three fight win streak gets another title shot. Also, wildly, what if Aldo wins and fights Corey before any of these guys come back? Could happen. Wildly <laughs> competitive fight that people forget about with Jan and uh, Aldo before Jan just kind of like started to really hurt him. Yeah, what was that like? They there was a picture floating around the internet of like a long, long time ago uh, when Jan fought Aldo, and it was like. Uh, after I fought this guy, there was no way he wasn't going to be the world champion or something like that. They posted like a young Jan of a picture with him and Jose. It was pretty cute. A lot of people don't know this, but Otto's actually younger than Francis Naganu. Yeah, I mean, in actual years. And do you trust Brazilian birth certificates? Do you, Rob? When, you, when a man, they say, is 35 from Brazil, what do you think his uh, presumed age is? I mean, I just need to, you need to just like look at him at that point. But the problem is, too, is that it's a fighter, so his face could be quite And he's weathered. got some cuts up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been cut up in the, uh, the, the, the Brazilian ghettos. You've pretty much got to go to like Mori Povich on this. Like, you need a full fucking DNA kit. I certainly don't trust him. Jose Aldo is 60 years old. Jose Aldo probably doesn't know how old he is. Yeah. No, he doesn't. <clears throat> he's like, it's like the type of thing where like someone had to pick a birthday for him. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Although, unless you're going to go, where's he from in Brazil? Like Rio or something? Uh, Manias. Okay, unless you're going to go to whatever flavella he came from <laughs> and find the family Bible and see what they wrote down in it, you're never going to know how old he oh, is. That's right. They did, like, in the front or back of it with these yeah. empty pages, they would just write important things down. Yeah. So, no, I don't trust, it's, I don't trust anyone's age. Well, a good little three-fight streak here. You, you beat Cheeto Vera. Mm-hmm. You beat fucking uh, Pedro Munoz, who I think is severely underrated. Very. You might think otherwise. I don't know. No, I like Pedro. Uh, and then, 
of course, Rob Fonse. I think that's a really good dub. I, even though you think Rob that Fonse is a very UFC, I guess. that's a very solid three fight range streak. He, I feel like he needs to beat one of those top four guys before he gets for a title shot. Unfortunately, they are all hurt. That's fair. You want to uh, pivot to the uh, co-main event? Yeah, the Faziz versus Brad Riddle. Brad Riddle, city kickboxing, ti- or formerly Tiger Muay Thai. Like this is a guy who trains with Israel Adesanya. He's Dan Hooker with some of the best strikers out there. And Faziz knocked him unconscious on his feet. <laughs> yeah, with a uh, spinning wheel kick. <laughs> Literally, the dome. Brad is just standing there floating, knocked unconscious. A lot of people said maybe an early stoppage by uh, Herb, but probably not. He was, he was, he was done. Yeah, I mean, if, if Faziz would have came in and then followed up on that, he's just hitting a punching bag. <laughs> like, like Brad, Brad just literally just like waving back and forth. He's not even like leaning against the cage though. That's how knocked out he is. He's just standing like, like stars. Brett, well, it's kind of unfortunate they had to like got to go through each other to get to where they want to go. Uh, obviously, you want to see this fight a little later down the line, but you know, maybe like take, I, takes the the Brad Riddle train off course a little bit, but he'll still be. They're both, I think, probably eventually top ten guys. Both top ten. I I don't see Brad beating any of the top five one fifty five pounders though. I think Vaziz has a shot. Well, who's all right? So one we said one thirty five was pretty, you know. I don't see him beating congested Gagey. at the top, but one fifty five too. Right now, you have the obviously you have Oliver and uh, DP. Yep, that's then you have that's the, next, this weekend. Then um, you got Gagey as the next up. Apparently, as a title contender, he's getting the title shot. Uh, you, you already have, have Daniel yeah, versus uh, Islam. Islam for the next number one contender position. Then you still got Chandler floating around Conor McGregor. So really, who is available? For Fazeev that would want to actively fight him, I guess. Gregor Gillespie? Gregor's still in division. Is t- Tony was released, right? No, Tony's still in the UFC. <laughs> I don't know. I guess you could, yeah, I guess you could fight him, Tony. Tony. Why do you hate Tony Ferguson so much, too? I don't hate Tony. The UFC hates Tony. Clearly. When we every fight red streak does not get a title it, shot, and then three savages in a row. I know, but he's seen as kind of like the like at one point Tony was that dude. So like you have to fight the competition up to that level. Yeah, they used to say twenty nine and Ferguson, and now they're just well. Tony doesn't want to step. He doesn't want to take a step back. He probably should. Doesn't want to. Um, he should probably fight a guy outside the top fifteen if he wants to. Like, pick up a w but that's I mean, not gonna happen who, who is that i don't know fucking have have tony fight connor again i don't care i mean or just, that's or not again but actually have bad. tony fight connor like dan hooker's still ranked here rda still in here oh rda had to pull out that fight against islam originally so that's someone physique can fight what do you mean it's rda yeah dan hooker's going to 145 yep mm. what do you think about that i guess sure. i mean he's he's trying six, to go he's six foot tall trying to go the auto route right like, how the fuck does Auto make 135 when he was struggling to make 145? The sauce? I mean, he's off the sauce? Do steroids sauce? help you cut? I don't think well, they give you energy. The and EPO does. Yeah. Well, the EPO uh, gives you that, that oxygen, but yeah. I think, like, some of those muscle endurance drugs, depending on what cycle you're on. But, yeah, what do you, like, so, but he trains with, uh, uh, shit, uh, Volkanovsky. Like, they're teammates. Mm-hmm. So he knows how he competes against the top 145 pounder in the world. I think he has a way better matchup against Max, too. I think, he, like, stylistically and size-wise, him versus Max is a very even good fight. They, they, right, right. No, I'm saying Dan, Dan Hooker going down, I think probably he's going to be much bigger than all of his opponents. Um, I don't know how much bigger than Max he's going to be. He's not going to fight. Well, Max is just going to take all the, the fun fights from here on out, right? If he loses the Volkanovski for a third time, which I don't think they're going to give him right away yet, like I, that could be a good second fight for Dan Hooker at forty-five. They give him a, a test fight to see if he can make it, then give him give him freaking Oliver. Yeah, I mean at this point, like just Max is going to take whatever. He's going to have fun, just fun fights until he gets that third fight with Volkanovski, which he will probably lose again. I forgot Faziz was actually ranked below uh, Riddle. Riddle beat Dauber last time, and then it bumped Riddle up. Oh, man, these rankings are just nothing. So, yeah, 
I like this part of the show because I don't have to do anything. Uh-huh. Right. I can just check out just for like 10 kick minutes. Back. Yeah. Uh, but I do have a, a question about fighting that uh, fucking idiot like me would be interested in, yeah. right? Uh, official Tyron Woodley filling in. Running it back. For Tommy Fury. I, I don't. Why did Tommy Fury drop out? Medical reasons is what mm. I saw. Mm. I didn't read. I didn't click the link. Just so that, that, that just happened. Yeah, I, no, no, that happened this this morning. So not just happened, but well, I was I was training this morning because I have a it's crazy. It didn't make its up. way into the gym at Tenth Planet that uh, the Jake Paul fight. Did. Yeah, that's weird. But how do you feel about this, Giorgio? So um, your yeah, boy he, running it back, running old, it back, raccoon wiener. Woodley uh, has the incentive; he will get an extra half million dollars if he knocks out Jake Paul. So there is no no knockout clause. Because that's what they were talking about between Tommy Fury and Jake for the longest time is there was a no knockout clause. Don't hurt Jake too much. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, let's just call it is the don't hurt Jake too much clause. The you play your part and you make money and you shut yeah. the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, dance. Dance monkey. Yes. Literally dance monkey dance. Um, I, don't, I don't know how to feel, to be honest. Like, I'm broken on the inside. I'm a broken shell of a Mizzou fan. Like, there's, there's nothing left inside me. Hey. We're in a bowl game. We're playing army. Fuck the troops. Hey, fuck the troops. M-I-Z. Z-O-U. Just like in Korea, the tigers are eating <laughs> the troops. Go ahead and cut that, Sean. <laughs> no context. That. Please. That. Please, please, no context. Yeah. The zoo hates the troops. Yeah. Um, should we just kind of transition into uh, college football now? Well, no, I want to talk about this Jake Paul thing a little more. So, Jake Paul thing, like, yeah, so realistically, I don't know how to feel. Like... Tyron, like, I, 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 want, I want him to do something. Like, he has to avenge himself in a way, maybe. His kinda. bullshit decision where he was the only one that got a remotely interesting strike in the last time they fought. The just the hideous fight that what that was. Yeah. It, uh, was a, it was a boring fucking fight where he didn't do anything for the first, like, what, three rounds? Three. Like, Jake Paul literally won just because he was touching him more. Yes. He didn't. Jake Paul didn't land a, a blow of substance from what my uneducated eyes could tell. And granted, Woodley didn't get a lot of action in either, but at least like when he did hit him, once or twice he landed a good good blow. It yeah, seemed. it's like it can't like after that fight, did Woodley feel his power? Did he feel Jake Paul out? Does can he go unload now? Can he pull the trigger? History says no. History <laughs> says Yeah. Hell no. He, he never does. I, 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 he I, always I, holds back. So Ben was just on. So Lex that's Friedman's why block. they have the incentive. It's like here's an extra half million dollars if you knock me out. Well, so here's like, the other thing too: Will he actually try? That Paul's not going to put Woodley on the ground unless Woodley opens himself up. Well, he doesn't have power to knock out Woodley. But he can put he, him on the ground. I think he does. I don't think he does. I think he might actually have the power to knock him out for the first thirty seconds. Maybe yeah. I don't know if he has the Jake power. Jake Paul to gets gassed. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know if so he has the power. Early. Yeah, he does. He gets gassed super. I assume there's gonna be another eight round fucking exhibition because he doesn't have the balls to go ten. I just, I guess, I can't lose another thousand dollars. Well, stop betting on your Mizzou athlete. That seems to be. Yeah, it seems to be. Just stop doing that. Yeah. Uh, he's. He's. I. I want him to come back. Did he really get the tattoo? Yeah. I mean, well, I don't know. I mean, I've seen lots I've of. Seen him, haven't seen him finger, in person. Right? Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, well, I could believe that. Yeah. Uh, I just. I. After, like, Jake was just so dismissive of him. That's what's so interesting about this. Is like now they he's just, a villain. They were just, like, not going to let this run this back at all. They just, like, weren't going to let this happen. They were just over it. Do I, we have any conspiracies? Like, uh, did we think the Tommy Fury fight was ever going to happen, really, realistically? I think so. I thought it was going to happen. It was interesting that neither one of them wanted to take a drug test. Jake Paul wouldn't take a drug test before their fight, which I think is interesting. Why should he? Well, I'm assuming he's sauced to the gills. Are they, yeah. Are and he probably fights? should be. Yeah, no, not at all. Like, but if I was Tyron, I'd be on a cycle right now. I think, yeah. If I was Tyron, I'd be If you're going to do this pounds. kind of circus act, just be, yeah, juice to the gills. Take all the Mexican candy you can get your hands on. God, speaking of Mexican stuff, I've been learning this Mexican ground karate. Trying to get ready for Dakota. Been, uh, been I tough. thought it was a grappling match. It is. Are, so, you, allowed, are you allowed to strike? No, Mexican ground karate is a uh, Craig Jones's a uh, joke name for jujitsu now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ground karate. Mexican ground karate. Okay. Yeah. Sounds right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we can get into college football now. I think Woodley, I think Woodley gets a good good shot in this time. Actually, puts Jake on the ground. 
I don't know. He probably didn't knock him out or anything, but I think he actually, the ropes saved Jake last time. But I just, I just, I, I, I can't even comment. Like, I just feel like, a, like a, a, an uneducated dumbass. Yeah. I mean, if Woodley spends three rounds feeling out Jake, which is literally like 40% of the match, then he's going to fucking lose again. But I like how you're accurate math there. That was, that was very impressive. Was that right? I don't know. So that seems is right. Is it eight rounds? What is it? I, I don't. It's like eight what is rounds, three but... out of eight? Someone divide that for us. It's, it's probably between like 38 and 45%. If you're in the chat, let us know what three divided by eight is. Or eight. To, yeah. 37.5%. Thank you, computer. Yeah, I did it. So that's about 40%. There you go. All right, anyway, college football. Holy <laughs> shit, Georgia. The playoffs are set. All the bowl games are set now. Too. Yep, everything's set. Fuck them troops. UCF's got Florida. Yeah. In the uh, little state championship game. That bad boy mowers bowl. Which is a perfect game, for, perfect name for a bowl two Florida teams are duking it out in. Yep. I'm excited. Yeah. I'll be on the road the entire game, but Maybe. I'll be driving back to Philly. It's be on December 23rd. Sea of jorts and girls whose like, numbers, ratings you would give them in looks is higher than their SAT scores. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah, well, back to your original point. Bama Guys, be- too, for that matter. Bama beat the shit out of Georgia. Um, I don't want to like take credit. I took Bama in the points. Mm-hmm. But uh, I did tell you they were going to give them a little bit more of a game because, again, Nick Saban. Versus assistant coaches. Yeah. Well, Nick he's Saban, only lost. first football coach to win three games in the SEC where they are an underdog. He, they haven't been an underdog for like 95 games or some shit like that. Nick Saban getting points is, I think, like historically speaking, just stupid. He does okay. He does yeah. perfectly fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they. Beat yeah. The who's shit the, only, out of the only assistant to ever beat him was Jimbo this and year? That was this year. Yeah. Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien absolutely eviscerated the greatest college defense of all time. Yeah. Of well, all time. Like, like we're, we're literally we're talking about Georgia. I think what we're, I think what we're learning, though, is... Half um, a game without Mechie. I think what we, we... After kind of this game, and you kind of look at the, the schedule, and you kind of see who they played... You look back. Maybe a historically great front seven mm-hmm. that covered up a lot of issues in the secondary. So... One thing that's interesting about looking at their schedule, Georgia's schedule, like looking back on it, is that um, it's not like they didn't play some good teams. Like this isn't like a Clemson team that just ran through a dog shit ACC. This is better than like your Clemson schedule from like two years ago. Oh, or for something. Sure. I mean, you got Arkansas on the schedule. That's Kentucky. a really good win. That Kentucky. Yeah. Um, this is be- even Tennessee. Tennessee, as yeah. much as you want to shit on Tennessee, Tennessee was a pretty good team this year. I agree with that. The difference is, is that they didn't really face, and I will shit on Tennessee here, a great passing team all year until I don't remember. Was, was Hayden Hooker the quarterback for Tennessee during that game? I don't remember either. I'll look it up. Because they quick. were a completely different team with Hayden Hooker. Yeah. And I don't know if he was hurt or if he was um, just he, – he wasn't starting at the beginning of the season. They, they, for whatever reason, they had Joe Milton play. Right. But the two – be- That's on Heupel, but the, whatever. The two best teams they played um, – yeah, Hooker, Hooker played in that game. He had uh, 244 yards of TD and an interception, 37 pass attempts. Okay. Uh, and, I mean, in the first quarter, Tennessee was up at the end of the first quarter, 10-7. And then Georgia just ripped off 17, 20, 20 unanswered points. Um, but the two best teams they played were teams that couldn't really throw the ball very well. Right. They were, and by the way, who's Georgia about to play? They're about to play a better version of Arkansas, basically. In Michigan? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so it opened up as Georgia's an eight-point favorite against Michigan. Yeah. Uh, I want to take Michigan so badly. I, like, I want to take that money line. And yeah. Maybe it's a little bit of an overreaction. What, I mean, what we just saw. What we yeah. just saw. But yeah, Michigan, I don't know if Cade McNamara is going to have the arm to necessarily torch Georgia's defense the way, right. obviously, Bryce Young did. I do think Cade Mac- McNamara is better than um, K.J. Jefferson. Well, yeah. I mean, K.J. Jefferson is essentially a fullback playing quarterback. Right, right, right. I'm sure B.T. Bates will probably take uh, issue with that in the chat. But um, <laughs> <laughs> What's, what, How much is that money line, Dan? Um, I don't know. It, it hasn't come out yet. It hasn't come out yet? I mean, uh, the game's the, not... the, yeah, the lines come out. I don't think the money line has. Money line, it'll probably, if it's an eight-point game, it'll probably be in the 200 region. 
right? That's Probably not two to one odds. Like two two fifty or something. So right now, I mean, Navy's a seven and a half point dog to Army. The blueprint is have the and Heisman winning quarterback. Yeah, they're plus two fifty. They're so plus yeah, Bryce Young just won the Heisman. Right. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry. We have Michigan's plus two fifty five. Do you agree with that sentiment though? Bryce, oh yeah, Bryce Young's the Heisman winner, the Heisman. and I, at least he actually seems like he kind of deserves it now. Just after one game. Yeah. Well, yeah. Whatever. Fuck it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> at least someone feels like they deserve it a little bit. Uh, Had his Heisman moment. Did well, yeah. I think, so what we're talking about that, though, I think Georgia didn't play like a terrible schedule. Not a great schedule, but not a terrible schedule. But they really benefited from favorable matchups when they did play a good team. I mean, and again, their, their front seven is unreal. Yeah. And that covered up a lot of issues in that secondary that was never necessarily tested. Yeah. Yeah. So here's my thing with Georgia, Michigan. I don't know. I don't know that Georgia can really score on Michigan because this Michigan defense is fucking legit. You know, they're not, this isn't like an under, these aren't undersized lines or anything like that. Hutchinson's legit, like Hutchinson's for real. Uh, They did shut the Michigan defense did a pretty good job at shutting down the Ohio state offense, um, which is as good as, Bama's probably like it's a good legit it's a legit offense but here's the thing like can Michigan gain a fucking yard on Georgia here's what needs to happen right you need to what's a big key of getting Georgia is tiring Jordan Davis in the middle because mm-hmm. he's so massive he's not he's not gonna be able to play every down obviously he's he's an incredibly huge human being right um he was clearly at the end like the second half he was gassed. Oh, yeah. And he got no pressure on Bryce Young. And they were trying to keep him on the field, too. Like, Saban was, like, cruel to yeah. Jordan Davis. Yeah. So, Harbaugh's going to have to open things up. He, you're not going to be able to just run the ball down Mm-mm. George's throat. No. Um, Which is what they did to Iowa and Ohio State. Yes. So, McNamara's going to have to take some more chances. Um, Harbaugh's going to have to open up the playbook. It's going to be a, a Michigan team you probably haven't seen all year to beat this Georgia team, but... Eight points. This is the type of team Georgia absolutely butt-fucked twice yeah. this year. And I think a lot of people are going to overreact, but, oh, Georgia maybe, maybe sucks. But If anything, that Alabama game gave you, gave you a good line on this game. And it may be even a better line for the rematch. Because I don't, I don't see the same Georgia team happening in that national championship. And it, honestly, it's surprising because I would have thought, okay, maybe Georgia wins the SEC. Um, squeaks one out, like three-point win over Alabama. Yeah. And then loses that rematch in the national championship because, you know, that's what's going to happen with Kirby Smart. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you'd rather lose this game than and win. That's exactly match. what I thought would happen, Dan. Like, I thought they would squeak out this, like, l- not less pressure game, but, like, not all the lights are on. And, like, they get that loss out of the way. And if they were in that game, you know what I mean? Like, they feel like they have a shot. If they change some things up, they can beat Alabama. The only thing is Georgia cannot get down too big because – no. Stetson Bennett, decent, decent quarterback, right? Pretty, he, he, pretty yeah, solid. He's, he's getting solid. like way overreactions on this past game, I feel like. He's, he's, look, he's, yeah, he's good. He's, he's a good college quarterback. Yeah. But he's not great, right? Like, he's not going to bring you back. He's not going to be like this crazy, like, Heisman-like. He's no, He's not going to no, have no. These, these performances that kind of put you over the edge. He's going to keep the ship steady, mm-hmm. but he's not going to launch you into, like, the next you know, stratosphere offensively. So, all right. Georgia needs, they need to be up in order to win games. They have to be up, especially against a team. like They do. They have to stay on schedule as, or at least in the game. Yeah. They can be down a score. If they get, when they get down two scores, they start to panic a little bit, Mm -hmm. I think. And, and that's, as soon as that happened, you could kind of see things unraveling. Well, allows the other team to open up a little bit. They got a little cushion, got a little pressure off, take some more chances where Georgia needs them. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. When Alabama got up two scores, I think they started, you know, attacking Bennett even more, and that's when you know you get like a pick six and shit like that. And mm-hmm. and I, but the thing is though, like even when they were only down two scores, you could tell that like Kirby was panicking. Like all you had to do is like just keep play the play play your game. You can you can score on Alabama. I honestly was kind of um, especially like the little interview they do before the half, kind of uh, impressed with how Kirby was handling. He's just like, yeah, no, no, it's just Bryce Young just torching us, like. Yeah, that's just he's he's going to win the Heisman. Like you can't really do anything about that. <laughs> Does Alabama have an extra six points on them now, just because of their name? Like, like, we, like when you're in a game and you're playing Alabama. Yeah. Do you just feel like you're six points down, like at all times? Like, do you think they have a cushion? Like you're, you're like Kirby's more scared than he should have been, like being 
I'd say against down. a team like Georgia, against a team like Missouri, you feel like you're 21 down when the game starts. But it's just, and it's all in the name, or it's all in. Well, no, Saban. it's it's Nick Saban. It's like you know, Nick Saban is not going to just get rolled. You over. have to like literally play a perfect game to yeah. beat Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. Every time that he's lost, for the most part, it seems like the team that's been playing him has had a really lucky, perfect game. Not even. I wouldn't necessarily. Is say it luck or is it like focus? a lot of times? Maybe not when LSU beat them like nine to six, but like. The, that Clemson team that beat them, though. Mm. That blowout. No, that was just dominant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, a lot of times when it's like an Ole Miss upset or, uh, or even LSU last year beating them in the regular season, like it just it felt like the other team played a perfect game. Mm-hmm. Uh, not every So uh, let's kind of address the fourth team that got in. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Finally, a G5 team worthy of inclusion. I don't think there's been one until now. Oh, yeah. Probably not. <laughs> Definitely not. I can't think of anybody at all. Who got in over you, UCF that year? Uh, well, we weren't even in the picture. We weren't, we weren't, like, we finished the season in the top 10. Yeah. But I think who, we were, like, 12. Who did Jordan, get into the playoff that year? Um, Alabama, Georgia, we're in the natty. Oh, that was that year? Yeah. Okay. I forget who they played. but Oklahoma, Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield, Oklahoma. Yeah. All, those three teams were absolutely deserving to be in over UCF. So mm-hmm. who's the fourth team that... I don't know. It was probably Ohio State. <laughs> probably. Sounds, sounds all right. I just oh, remember. no. Wasn't it Kelly Bryant's Clemson? Mm, no, Kelly Bryant. I, I don't know. I all right, whatever. It. it was 2018. So um, my mind doesn't think back that far. I think it was Kelly Bryant's Clemson, but I could be wrong. I don't think Kelly Bryant made the playoff. He did. He did. He got replaced. No, he made the playoff. One year. He did. There's so many computers and so not a way of knowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not going to look it up. I refuse to. Was that the year that you guys put national champs on your... uh, Yeah, because we beat Auburn, who beat both Georgia and Alabama. It was Clemson. Mm. It was Clemson. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's hard to put a a new school in front of those. So does this make the way for... Well, to be fair, that team was not... I, I, I will say that team would not beat the Cincinnati team. The Cincinnati team is a much better team than... But does this open the door? For non P five conference teams to get in, yeah, I think uh, you know. Well, does it? I you're... think the precedent's been set, right? You have to have played one of the now playoff teams the season before, have a really close game against them in the bowl game, dude. This is why then run run the table, blow out all your conference, just beat all the teams, mm-hmm. and uh, hope that every other team has a weird year where they lose two or three games. This is why bowl games fucking matter. So this is really like a two season plan. Like if you're a non G five team, like you have like you have to play one of those teams, get respect the year before, bring everyone back, and then yeah, go on. I a mean, run. you need to play. Yeah, a power you have to two. go on a two or three year run where you're like it's the same guys coming back, and that you go on. You have to win just virtually every game. Yeah, you and you have to, have to, and then you also have to pray that every other conference, like Pac twelve, needs to suck dick, which it did this year. The fucking Big Ten has to kind of suck, but I mean, Michigan got in. Um, ACC, ACC was bad. Dog shit. ACC was terrible. You need multiple conference, P5 conferences to just be dog shit. And you need to play like a blue blood or super powerful program. You can't play like NC State or some shit like that and be like, yeah, we played a P5. Like, you got to play a fucking big boy and beat them. Yeah. Yeah. You got to right, be like, a Georgia. You got to be a Clemson. You got to be the. I, yeah. I, I, would, I would dare to say you could go as low as like a good. Oklahoma State team. So you can't be a best win. I UCF be. could have made the playoff that year after the LSU game. Yeah. If they just ran the tape mm-hmm. and you know, didn't do it. Obviously, Joe Burrow, we created Joe Burrow. What he did. Came. We knocked him into being a good quarterback. You're welcome, <laughs> LSU fans. You're welcome, Cincinnati Bengal fans. Um, yeah. So uh, Cincinnati, though, I think realistically would have had a much better shot against Michigan or Georgia than Alabama. I think Alabama's a kind of a more nightmare mashup for their defense. I don't disagree with that only because Michigan and Georgia just have much worse offenses than Bama. Yeah. Uh, but honestly. But I'm also not going to put too much into that beatdown of Georgia because, you know, the week before, barely beat Auburn. She probably shouldn't beat Auburn. Yep. Lost to A&M. It's a very kind of, uh, you know, beatable Alabama team. Yeah. If there's ever a year for something like this to happen, I love Clemson is four to one, or I'm sorry, uh, Cincinnati four to one money line odds right now. Yeah, they're what thirteen and a half point dogs. Mm-hmm. I think I really, really like both of those numbers. I'm gonna sprinkle that money line. And now that most of the major jobs are kind of taken, 
and Fickles hasn't gone yet. Yeah. There's no rumblings yet. Like, the Notre Dame job is now gone. Yep. He's not going to Oregon. My, yeah, I, I can't imagine he's going to go from Cincinnati to Oregon. He's a, he's a Midwestern guy. Yeah. Mm. Which we can talk about. Like, we need, to, we need to just dump on Phil Knight for a second. Uh, real quick, let's get into some ads before we go into, uh, any further into this. First up, we have Ghostbed. Ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Right now, Ghostbed is running two badass deals. I highly recommend you do both. If you don't know what Ghostbed is by now, I'll just give you a quick rundown. They're the best mattresses in the world. They've been a sponsor with us forever. They have the best mattresses you can get anywhere. Uh, don't waste your time going to some strip mall and buying some dinky mattress there. Just go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. I swear to God, I slept on one on Friday because I came into work sick. Uh, and God damn it, it was comfortable. Anyway, ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Here's the deals they're running. One's bigger than the other, but they're both massive discounts. I'll tell you about them in order of the discount. Uh, the bigger one is a bundle deal and what it is uh you get 40 percent off if you start out by throwing one of their mattresses and their adjustable base uh into the cart and whatever else you add into your cart from there the entire cart will be 40 percent off whether it's pillows and sheets a couple other mattresses doesn't matter however big or small as long as you start with one of their four mattresses and the adjustable base you will get 40 percent off your entire order however if you need to shop a little more a la carte that is fine too what you do is you, again, go to ghostbed.com forward slash stringing bros. You buy whatever the hell you want. You just need one pillow. That's fine. You want like two mattresses, but you don't need a base because you already have bed frames or whatever. That's fine too. Use the promo code drinking bros and you'll get 30% off your entire order. Both discounts are awesome. Uh, use either one. I, I highly recommend doing it. And uh, these mattresses are made in America. They have a 20 year warranty. Try it out 101 nights for free. If you don't like it, you can send it back. And uh, you can finance them, too. It's like $35 a month, zero down, 0% financing. Uh, you don't need great credit to get them. I cannot, I seriously cannot recommend uh, Ghostbed enough. Next up, we got MyBookie, MyBookie.com. Why take a chance investing in stocks when you can double your money instantly with MyBookie? You can't predict when a hunch will pay off, but use our promo code DRINKINGBROS at MyBookie.com, and I guarantee you'll double your first deposit all the way up to $1,000. The best part is MyBookie accepts everything from credit cards to uh, well-known cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum, so you can bet and withdraw with crypto if you want to. This Saturday, the UFC is closing out 2021 with a bang. Uh, there's two world title fights going down at UFC 269. The, it's headlined by the lightweight championship fight between Charles Oliveira and Dustin Poirier. Uh, this fight amounts to a coin flip, but both men have finish rates over 75%. So you know this isn't going to be. Uh, this is not going to the scorecards. Don't miss out. Double your first deposit up to $1,000 by using the promo code Drinking Bros. Head to mybookie.com today. Place your bets and watch the sparks fly with UFC. Two, six, nine. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. All right, let's get back into it. Well, hold on. I have a question, though. It's like, if you take the Cincinnati team to the playoffs, mm -hmm. even if you lose first round, you took a non-P5 conference to the playoffs, and then you go to Oregon, a more established school, you already kind of have this, like, a little allure about you as a head coach. Can you then take Oregon even higher? Yeah, but he just has no connections to, like, the, the West Coast. Like yeah. That. The only, I mean, Oregon, the only reason people were talking about him to USC was because uh, the Bone Man, uh, the AD for USC, was Cincinnati's AD when they hired Fickle. Right. So that was the only connection to him actually going to the West Coast. Um, there, yeah, he's not going to leave the Midwest or like the East East, East Coast. For no, Oregon, I, don't I don't think, think. so either. I, and also, why would you? Money. I guess the money. Yeah, if you want that for sure, like that's obviously a huge factor, but. It just seems like a place where coaches go to die. Like Oregon Lincoln has just lost two fucking straight coaches to the state of Florida. Yeah. To programs that probably, I mean, Miami right now, does Miami have more money than Oregon? I don't think so. Well, so why can't these coaches get it done in Oregon? Because, like, they kind of were. There was a rumbling right. of, like, Oregon being. They were in two national championship games. Yeah, 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 they've been in the playoffs. Like, it's not. That's like, what I'm saying. Like, and, what? I mean, they were on pace to be in the playoff this year, but they just kind of choked. They got fucking rolled by Utah twice, which, you know. Hand, it, hand up, I took Oregon this week. Like yes, I thought they wouldn't, they wouldn't completely lay down like they did in the first game. Is it too comfortable? Is the money making Oregon like too nice? Like they're not grinding what? out these hard wins? No. no, no, it's not that. It's literally just fucking. The, like I don't think Cristobal is necessarily a good in-game coach. He is a good recruiter. Uh, Willie Taggart also not a very good coach. Um, but you know they keep taking these better paying jobs. And by good recruiting, you mean they bring in like high level, like five star recruits, or like good pieces for the system. Both. No, Oregon still take like they bring in as many like five star. Like they're one of the 
the best recruiters in the country. Yeah. They just can't Especially take these the kids and integrate them into the program, or there's, there is no system there worth even playing. It's just in-game coaching. Cause it's, it's coaching. It's really yeah. fucking hard to go undefeated. So you can pretty much always pencil in a loss. Like right? I could, I could make an argument right now. Like if you talk to any of your Oregon friends or people that are like Oregon alumni, are they kind of like upset necessarily that like the second straight coach has left the program for the state of Miami? Maybe, but like objectively, do are they like super upset that Cristobal is leaving the program? Probably not. Yeah, I don't think that's like a heartbreaker. No, I think that's annoying. It's it's more annoying than like yeah, you're you're mad about it. Yeah, and like the thing with. Oregon, uh, I was going to say, is like, or with college ball and like a team like Oregon. So Bama is a threat to go undefeated every year. Georgia recently, usually a threat to go undefeated every year. Clemson, easily a threat to go undefeated most years because the ACC sucks. Any other team, you're going to lose a game. Even most of those teams lose games anyway. So any other team's going to lose a game. So you could pencil in one hard loss no matter what. And then college football, it's not the NFL where there's like parody every week and you could lose to the Jets or some shit. But like, but the Pac 12 kind of has that. Right. Yeah. Well, where the Pac-12 isn't necessarily super great teams, but they're all just wildly mediocre that they could catch you on like any given day. Yeah. And you know, weird shit happens. Pac-12 after dark. And and that's and where you need more than you kind of just pencil in one loss or two losses to for that conference every year off like some weird shenanigans happening in either Utah, Stanford somehow catches you. Like yeah, but why is that? Is like they don't play defense there. They're concentrating on other things. It has nothing like, to do with that. It's just it's, it's just, just a we- it's weird. Af- it's like late West Coast football. It's West Coast football. There's no there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's a lot of it's coaching too. Like because if you think about it, the Pac-12 until Lincoln Riley got there, who's the biggest name like in the coaching carousel? Right, like Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly. Would be the, Chip Kelly's yeah. the biggest name in the Pac-12 right now. Yeah. And it's just like they just don't attract these big name coaches until obviously USC offered Lincoln Riley the gig to USC. And that might have happened because obviously there's some rumblings happening on the message boards that uh, he might have had something with the AD at Oklahoma, the assistant AD at Oklahoma and his wife kind of forced him out. But, you know, that's uh, all alleged. Yeah. To the land of monogamy is where she sent him. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Because when I think I don't want my husband to cheat on me, let's go to a place with you know plenty of you know blondes like let's LA. go to la yeah, yeah let's go yeah, to la makes sense hollywood right there yeah a morally sound place like los angeles mm-hmm. and by sound you mean bankrupt yeah okay just making sure yeah 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 so this coaching carousel that's going on right now yeah i mean fucking crystal ball to miami it makes sense because like that's just who he is he's from, from miami miami his dying mother lives in miami so. I feel like every coach feels like they can get Miami's program back going again. Yeah, a lot of coaches are very arrogant. They're, their hubris is, is the death of them. Uh, Miami I don't know why. Is, There's something about that program where it's like, yeah, I, the I, can, o- I can do it there. The only reason Miami isn't Nebraska is because it's in Miami. Fair. Well, we need, we need to start putting more respect on Jimmy Johnson's fucking name. He wasn't even the first one. It was Schnellenberger. Yeah. Which we can also, obviously, give Schnell his, his due as well. But like Jimmy yep. took them to the next level. I agree. Jimmy Johnson, maybe from like what he did with the Cowboys and the University of Miami, I think he needs to be kind of regarded as one of the greatest football coaches of all time. He has the only one who has been as successful between the two leagues is probably Pete Carroll, right? Yeah, Pete. Like that's it. Between college and uh, and the pros? pros? Yeah. Because even, yeah, Saban wasn't very good with the Dolphins. No. No, although I think Saban probably could have been had he taken more time, but you know, yeah, Saban to the pros would have been like a like a much more interesting thing, like staying there longer, like embedding with a program somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but he was just kind of whatever, kind of over it, I guess. Anyway, but yeah, I agree. Jimmy Johnson, one of the greats. Yeah, uh, would you put him in your top five all time? Yeah, easy. now he got handed the keys to two Ferraris. But he, he closed, baby. Yeah. It's hard to drive a Ferrari. <laughs> I mean, to continue on this metaphor, we all have seen what happened when we went to Dream Racing. Uh, it's not as easy to go fast as you think it is. Yeah. So. That takes us to Lewis Hamilton this weekend. No, we're not talking <laughs> F1. I'm kidding. Um, if you guys want never. us to talk F1, no, just no, we're not doing that. Never. I will never get into F1. I'm Ever. sorry. I'm not that white. Uh, NASCAR Truck Series. Yeah. <laughs> It is funny, though, like with all of auto racing, that you're just essentially supporting a brand. 
It's right. like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm team Red Bull. Yeah. Sure, I guess. Like, well, that's interesting because that's, that's a, it's a beverage company who has now gotten into all these extreme sports. Like, normally it's auto manufacturers. Like, I can build a better supercar than you. And then they'll put, like, restrictions and be like, we can build the best car within these restrictions and challenge each other. And they're like, we give you wings. Yeah. Better than Mercedes, <laughs> man. Yeah. But that's still a car company. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's just weird to, like, cheer for, for a fucking energy drink. To succeed at racing. It's, also, their extreme bizarre. sports thing makes perfect sense because, like, you you drink your liquid cocaine and then you just look, yeah, man, fucking jump it! Fucking go fast! Yeah, but no one drinks Red Bull. No competitive athlete drinks Red Bull. They drink water in Red Bull cans that mm-hmm. they send out. Right. Well, Let's they're see. not doing it, but the fans. Man, yeah. I drank so many Red Bulls during that, our last gig doing the music festival. Oh, that's yes, all yes. That <laughs> you will drink a lot. We also worked 15 hours, so, like, I needed it. Yeah. yeah. I, some uh, Red Bull tastes better than Monster. Yeah, of course it does. It's not fucking Monster vodka. Nobody asks for that at the bar. No, no. If they give that to you, you just look at the bar like they're poor. I, I try to ask for Bang vodka. It never works. Bang. What, what when about we went to the X Games in like 2018, uh, 16? Nick yeah, 16, Rockstar Punch is fucking delicious. It literally tastes like Kool Aid fruit punch and just gets you going. Um, but a new bar idea, you just serve vodka with different flavors of energy drink. Right. You just have every energy drink imaginable. Now, will like anyone well over well, that's why 21 you should, attend That's why you that should bar. carry Bang, because they have so many you know, flavors. Exactly. Varieties. Like, and then people just start to shuffle dance in the middle of the bar. So we're opening up an underage college bar. Yeah. yeah. Literally. I think we've all known that this is the business model we all should undergo. Since I ran <laughs> an underage it's fucking just... college bar in my fraternity house um, when I was a senior. You just let all the underage kids in for a thirsty Thursday, and then you just make bank. Yeah, I made so much in. money as a bartender in our backyard off just 19-year-old kids. I, I think the what... statute limitations have passed. And more like their parents' money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was like, I'd be like, $5, I got you all night. And then I would forget who they are. Because there are so many people there. Right. And they'd be like, I already hooked you. Yeah, we're best friends, they'd man. They'd be like, nah, man, I don't know who you are. Five more bucks. Come on, man. It's me. It's Here's fucking, my wristband. It's taped it's on, but I have a wristband. Come on, man. It's fucking Dave. Come on, baby. Yeah, five bucks, man. Five Whoa. bucks, man. And you literally could have, the night before, had like an amazing night with this Dave guy. You guys could have become best friends at like three in the morning. He could have given you a bunch of cocaine. And then the next night, he comes back over and you're like, I don't know who the fuck you are. Every Thursday in the summer, 2012. Good Lord. There you go. Yeah, statute limitations probably passed. Okay. Depends on how statutory your crimes were, I suppose. It was all money making. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else are we talking about? I forgot. I don't even know where the fuck we are right now. We're still in this college bar idea. Yeah, that's also, fine. There needs to be a casino. I wanted to open a Trops down here. There's no even remotely Trops like place. No, it's, it's 100 grand. It's not, I mean, now that. Doesn't seem like as much money as it used to. And That's nothing. Because I asked about them about franchising. Yeah, and they do. There is a trops like place in San Marcos, I think, uh-huh. um, but there isn't one here really. Nobody anyone, knows what trops is. So anyone in the Austin community, if you would like a forty-four ounce alcoholic slushy, and when we say alcoholic, these get you fucked up. Yeah. So uh, you're essentially just opening up a fucking like, I don't know, an Eskimo hut. Not not an Eskimo hut, but a uh, Pat O'Brien's. Mm, the machines look more like the big gas station one. They look like, like a Slurpee machine. Or like the soft it is a Slurpee machine. Or it looks like the soft serve machine at the Froyo places. Yeah, so it's just big. all sugar, no alcohol. No. No, it's full of like 151. And, they, wow. and they give you the percentages of how many shots it's worth, and the 44 ounces were like six or seven you're, you're, you're shots. You're and just, then you give it a 151 Essentially, it's just your version of uh, like a Margaritaville at like Universal. You're really, no, you're really missing this, though. It's, yeah. not, it's not that. And it's, it's really about the strength more than anything. Yeah, like it, it, nobody wants slushy drinks. That's why they're no, they no, do, no, no, you adult, get one. no adult. No adult wants one. slushy drinks. You drink one, like at pre-gaming. and you're already over it. By no, the way, these things, these things were expensive as fuck too. Yeah, at least for a college kid, I eleven feel like to twelve bucks. You'd spend like twenty to get two. Yes, go down to fucking San Antonio, go to Pat O'Brien's, and just grab a slushy drink. Oh my god, it's the you, same. You're not. It, this is. It's like a. It's like a between five and eight p.m. thing. And they had great, lots of great flavors. It was a pregame drink. Yeah, and they also served they had a nice patio with popcorn. Mm-hmm. Free popcorn. Or is it free? I don't know. Yeah, I think it was free. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking popcorn. Be a grown man and get a frozen margarita. They have okay. Everclear in them, Daniel. That's what you're not understanding. Yeah. It's called the silver also, bullet. A, a, children drink frozen margaritas. You drink on the rocks 
Okay. I always that's I was making fun of you. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what are you? Yeah, the silver bullet. Hundred and ninety proof green alcohol, lemonade, and sprite. So you just looked it up? Silver yeah. bullet. You mix it with the tiger paw, which is oh, one fifty one yes, peach. Peach schnapps, pineapple juice, and orange juice. I have their menu up right here. Oh, Trops is so tropical liqueurs. Oh, I want it so bad. Sponsor me. Sponsor me. <laughs> Even though the last time I was there and I fucking drank a 32 ouncer. Oh man, that was a lot. Of that was a lot. I, sh- I should have gone with the low- next lowest. The 20? No, nah, you got to go with the 44. Because, like, by the end of it, you're like, you it's don't, a it's fucking just... artillery shell. Yeah. What if we just made white Russians with, like, uh, muscle milk? I think I've tried There's a market somewhere. for that, I assume. I think so. I think so. I'm yeah. in that market. Like, the whole, the whole bar is just obscure things like that. Yeah. What like, if it's a fight league? A fight league? Yeah, like a fight, you know, like it's like a amateur boxing league where everyone slams muscle milk uh, white Russians before they fight. Could be a club, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you hear about Not that? a league. You don't talk about league. fight club. Do you hear about no, that no. Sig fight night where a kid fucking died? Kid died. Yeah. Got hit in the head wrong, I guess. and With a chair? No, no. Mm-hmm. With like 16 ounce gloves, I think. Yeah. Ooh. Just like pillows. Yeah. He got hit, he got hit with a, a pillow and he died. Yeah. I didn't follow up on that case to see if there was any underlying what health school? issues. Uh, I don't remember. It was on the West was Coast. Was it like Miami of Ohio? It was a big, it was a big school. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, so that's why I'm always a big... UNLV. Uh, oh. Okay, Vegas. Someone, so there might have been a little bit more going on. Probably. And he also, he probably wasn't covering with his shoulder, the little shoulder roll check yeah. that Floyd does. Probably should have learned that. Probably been okay. Well, he's dead. <laughs> Yeah. So, well, one is the greatest defensive boxer of all time, and the other is a dead child. Right, a yes. dead Kappa Sigma. Is he considered a child? Uh, he wasn't twenty-one, so legally, I guess he's you know an adult, but emotionally, probably not so much. No, it's, kids. If you learn anything out there today, don't get drunk and fight your friends. Yeah, even for charity. Yeah, be sober when you do it. He might have been sober. I don't know about that. Probably not. I mean, who, why would you be? I, I wouldn't a fraternity be. Fraternity backyard boxing match? Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be no, sober for it, no. but you never know. I want to be a judge for it. Yeah, that'd be great. Just drinking traps all day, judging frat boxing. Yeah. Scorecard gets shittier as the day goes on. Oh, for the, yeah. By the time the main event comes around, you don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys not have, like, little backyard fight nights? We would have what was called second floor boxing. Okay. We had Fiji fight night, which is like, get back from the bar. You have a problem with one of the fraternity brothers. You just kind of hash it out in the backyard. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Sweet. And then you make out. Basically, he hooked up with the girl that you liked or had hooked up with the night before. So then you're like, bro, WTF. And he's just like, bro, what do you mean? It's like, I called dibs. Like, nothing sacred here. And you fight in the backyard. You didn't respect the dibs? Put on the gloves. Oh, I never respect dibs. You ate my hot box cookies. Why would you ever respect the dibs? The only, the only dibs is what a weak man calls. Yeah. The only dibs I ever respected was, um, so, you know, you had to go through the, the kind of song and dance of courting a sorority for yeah. homecoming yes. every year yeah. to, like, try to figure out who you're going to be with for homecoming. Right. And ATO, all they did for, uh, I think, KD one year was just put a sign that said dibs. That's pretty funny. On the front yard. That's good. That's good courting. That's good courting. I like that, too. But if you actually do that with a chick, you fucking suck. Yeah, you're the worst. So dibs, dibs. With your group of friends, when was the girl technically yours? So I had a couple different like circles that I hung out with in college, and some were so savage. Like you could meet a girl at a bar, bring her back to like. After well, bars. she's never yours. You're, she's not property, George. No, I was going to say when you branded bad. her with your makeshift hanger brand. <laughs> that's uh, true. I used yeah. wrong terminology there. Uh, you just walk around the bar like. Yes, yeah, so I, I, I answer my own question. She here. belongs to the streets, George. That's true. Yeah. That's true. She's available to do whatever she pleases whenever she pleases. Yeah. Not until she has a ring on her finger. Mm-hmm. And even then, who knows? Who knows what kind of relationship you have? Yeah, marriage ain't what it used to be. You know, I went to the doctor the other day and they're like, so uh, I was like, she's like, oh, so uh, how's, are you sexually active? I'm like, I have a girlfriend. She's like, is it monogamous? I oh, yeah, we talked about that on software. I didn't know if that was a, a professional question or not. <laughs> I think they have to get a what gauge on how many like, sexual partners you have. Yeah, what if, it, what if they just looked at you and they're like, you sure she's not fucking somebody else? You want to you check with her? 
Did you see me in my suit this weekend? You look good. First of all, <laughs> any do, of like you who do not suit. follow Dan Register on Instagram, go do that right now because occasionally he drops some pictures of himself looking pretty good in some suits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, only own one suit, though, that fits well. But it's a good-looking suit. It's a good suit. And also, in our line of work, you only need one suit. But like my she she calls me out for it. My mom calls me out for it. She's like, "You need a new suit." I'm like, "You know how, many, how much money I spend on that fucking suit? I only wear it three times a year. Three is probably generous. I haven't worn a suit since my wedding. Literally. And also, what well, is we it? are in a worldwide pandemic. Yeah. 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 What are you gonna do? Buy a black? Like, you have a blue suit. Are you gonna buy a gray suit or a, a black suit? Which I guess is a tux. Yeah. Like. Pinstripes? Like, like, what other suits you, are there to buy? Do you wear a black suit? Do, do you ever wear a black suit? I wore a black... Last time I wore a black suit was to my grandmother's funeral. So, are you, so are black suits and that was exclusively funeral no, attire? I think it's a good business suit. Business suit? It's, it's I was okay. always told, like, navy blue. Yeah, navy and gr- some couple gray, shades of gray. gray. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, black tie as affairs is... Black tie, but that's a tux. tux. That's it's not, tux that's not a suit. What, I also don't have a normal job. Right, that's what I'm saying. I never want a normal job. Right fucking terrible i mean even i have two weddings coming up in february and one of them is in fucking hawaii and it's island casual whatever the fuck you call it linen are you you were you're wearing linen at that yeah i'm wearing a fucking hawaiian shirt and it says pants but i really just want to wear shorts white linen is going to be your friend there okay and some nice like gucci loafers sure the hawaii one yeah yeah probably just wear boat shoes but uh if you watch white lotus i think you just go with that outfit okay that's perfect yeah do that uh, anything else going on this weekend? NFL. What about it? I mean, um, races are starting to tighten up. Uh, Gardner Minshew showed up for the Eagles. He torched the Jets. Him. Cool. I know Ross is tagging me and all the Gardner Minshew mania stuff. Yeah. He's like, makes make room for the, the hype train. I'm like, eh, it's the Jets. Let's uh, pump the brakes. Couldn't possibly care less about Cam Newton's already benched, right? That. Yeah. yeah he's he, been he, benched. I mean, the chiefs look like the best team in the AFC again, even though the Patriots are Patriots. I think probably are the potential one seed. Uh, I think the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. Lions got their first dub of the year. Tight. Jared Goff throws a touchdown as time expires. I'm getting like literal seasonal affective disorder just thinking about the Detroit Lions. <laughs> it's just I gray. Like the Lions. Yeah, just gray. Like they, their their colors aren't silver and blue. It's gray. I know they say silver, but it's just the grayness of a Detroit winner. Detroit Lions are depression. Yeah, Detroit is the Lions are a great representation of the city, but yeah. we're on, we're on the comeback. The whole city of Detroit. I'm going to move to Detroit at some point in my life, and we're going to bring that city back. Good luck with that. Might run for mayor. I don't know. Good luck with that. Get the Murphys back in yeah, Michigan the, politics. Got to get the Murphys back. Yeah, in that state. I agree. It's been too long. Yeah. <laughs> More lead pipes for Flint. What if my my great grandfather was actually responsible for the Flint, Michigan? Water yeah. crisis. You're the great. Po- I would like you more. What if his nickname just became the Great Poisoner, <laughs> the Poison Master? Well, he did take a lot of back alley and you know, kind of um, handshake deals. For those who don't know, Dan's grandfather, great grandfather, great grandfather was a deeply corrupt politician for Michigan, Lieutenant Governor. Lieutenant Governor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got kicked out of office for embezzlement. Which is why Dan's family grew up in the slums of Philadelphia. They had to move us. They yeah. were shamed. Yeah. We, got, we got tossed out of the state of Michigan. Yeah. I mean, you probably, that was a kind of a come up. Michigan kind of blows. Ever, if you're from Michigan, they just put their hand up and you point to where you're on in the mitten. Yeah, where do you live on the mitten? It's also my mom's side, so it doesn't really count. Yeah. It's so cold there. What you do is if you live in Flint, you just stab part of your hand and then you show them the stab wound. And- exactly. I mean, if your water doesn't light on fire... How do you know it's good? Right. Makes it easier to boil, for one. Sounds like it makes it easier to get clean. It sounds like they're complaining about an amazing thing. Yeah. I would uh, do this thing called pull yourself up by your bootstraps, mm-hmm. light your water on fire, all the dirt goes away, and now you have clean water. Exactly. Sell your house that's worth a quarter of what it was when you bought it yeah. and move somewhere else. And be thankful that you even get that. Get a job in this economy right now. Bunch of complainers up there. That's just what I'm saying. Is God, life's so hard. My water is poisonous. Hey, the the GM factory doesn't have a problem with their water. Do they? I don't know. They don't. Yeah, okay. They rerouted the stream there so they had <laughs> good water. What a fucking. <laughs> the water was so bad it was taking the paint off of the products. It was like yeah. But anyway, if you need an avatar to blame for uh, Michigan, 
This is it. <laughs> this is it. The uncaring face of a white man. <laughs> Shouts <laughs> to all my Michiganders. Uh, no, there's some beautiful places in Michigan, though. I, I, we used to vacation in Michigan. South Haven, Michigan is fucking amazing. I love it. Anywhere on, you know, the lake. Rothbury, yeah. Michigan is one of my favorite places of all time. Two weekends a year. Electric Forest. There's also a nice little... Uh, Harbor Springs. Really nice. Yeah. No, there's a, the beach towns are fucking incredible in Michigan. Uh, you know, Chargers beat the, the Bengals this weekend. I don't know if that's a big win, I guess. Chargers are kind of getting things back on, on track. I don't even know what Snooze. city the Chargers are in anymore. Los Angeles. Really? Do they share a stadium with the Rams? They do not. Um, I think they built a new stadium. No, they do. They got their new stadium yeah. this year. The Chargers? Oh, wait, they, they no, did. they share the stadium with the fucking Rams. Oh, they do? Yeah. So because for a while there, they were they're playing tenants. A, they were playing in a soccer stadium. They were. So. Now they're tenants in yeah, the Rams so, so, stadium. So time out. Los Angeles has LAFC and an LA Galaxy stadium, but their two NFL teams sure. have to share a stadium. Yeah, it's a soccer town. Just want, I just want to go ahead and the make Chargers sure Stadium clear. is uh, 14 acres and it will be done in 2024. Oh man! So 2030. They will. That is a just a waste of real estate. And then they'll stay there what 10 years and then move to another city. Yeah, I'd rather buy an NFT of my parents fucking. <laughs> Good lord! I'd, I'd buy an NFT of your parents fucking. Well, I know you would. I will simply screenshot it. It's the same thing. <laughs> but Jeez. then you can't hang it on your wall in your metaverse. And I'll keep inviting Rob over to a party in my metaverse house, and I'll have that NFT hanging Well, I've been wall. on record. I'm destroying the metaverse. So um, I'm crumpling down those walls. How? I'm going to destroy the metaverse? Yeah, I want to know your plan. Well, I don't want to reveal it. You're pro-metaverse. I'm not going to... No one said I was pro-metaverse. It was seems just, like you are. Look, No, because Apple's not doing it. Yeah, but he's a zuck. If it was the exact same thing, but Apple doing the metaverse, Giorgio would be literally they might be, trying to that. tron himself <laughs> into it. Like, he wouldn't even want his physical body outside of it. <laughs> oh, dude, if I could tron myself into something. Dude, light bikes? Yeah, right. Do they have Olivia Wilde's? That's what I really Not care sure. about. Oh, what was her name, the actress in the new Blade Runner? Oh, the one that Ben Affleck dated? Yeah. The one that was like the, the hologram girl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. Hispanic girl? That, no, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, Jennifer Lopez. No, no, no the one before that. Uh, Arma, whatever fucking name. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was in the Anna de Armas. Yeah, I just want to date my Siri at home and then have a projector that shows me her. And yeah, and I want a hooker to come like sync up with a it. robot hooker. Ooh. So would... you want to be like Joaquin Phoenix and her, but you want to have a physical body. Instead right. of it being just a computer. Right. Yeah, and then they project the, the girl onto the hooker so she yeah. looks like uh, the girl. I you just want to be Stan. Uh, yeah, you want to be Stan Marsh in the post-COVID episode. Uh, ah, we are going to do an episode on yet. that, right? We're all going to get with together. Al- with Alexa, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we need to, I need to watch that still. So, i got to buy Paramount Plus still. This is a, I'll illegally download it and send it to everyone. Hashtag, I won't do that. Um, but yeah, everyone out there in the uh, Drinking Bro Tetherball universe, please go watch that, and we'll talk about that. I soon. will say, though, I, so I signed up for Paramount Plus to watch that last night. Maybe one of the worst collection of uh, programming I've ever seen. Because like, they don't even app. have South Park. No. no. HBO just, Max has South Park. They mm-hmm. just have the South Park movies. Right. But Paramount Plus, their TV shows, it, like you have to pick three shows to like kind of cater what they build your thing around. Right. Kind of get get a better sense of like what you want out mm-hmm. of Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. I could not pick three shows. I just couldn't do it. It's like NCIS. Nope. It's like all this just Yellowstone. Trash Yellowstone. Yeah, I was about to say, isn't Yellowstone like the biggest draw they have? Yellowstone, and then they're, they're there's t- that fucking Jeremy uh, Renner mo- show that just came out. Also, hot take: Yellowstone is just Entourage for like rural people. I love Yellowstone. It's not like uh, there's not a lot of murder in Entourage. I mean, in the sense of like you're just making extreme. Well, they murder yeah, a lot of movies. That's true. <laughs> but then they save a lot of movies because oh no, Vinny can't do the movie. Oh no, Vinny can do the movie. Everything works out. Everything always works out in the end. That's yeah. why everyone really liked Entourage. Well, Turtle no, got skinny. It it kind of is a great representation of life, right? If you're Especially, a white guy with bros, everything's gonna be okay. Everything's gonna work out eventually. Fucking good, dude. Just lean on your bros. You're fine. Family. I mean, it is family. If you like, That's wrong. That's Fast and Furious. I think I think they're they're. It's in, it's in the same vein. 
<laughs> your bros, all your two, family. Two sides of the same coin, really. Yeah, that is fair. <laughs> I will say, I did when I watched the Entourage movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I did so before going out. Got me hyped, mm-hmm. and uh, I was just I was vibing that night. Yeah, feeling yourself. Took a girl home. Ended up in a like four month relationship with that woman. It was good. It was good. How do you eject after four months? Asking for a friend. Um, it was p- after a vacation together. Um, it was it was an easy breakup. Nice. Yeah. It's like ah, we can't do this. Yeah. This isn't. This isn't. This is. We we hate each other. Yeah. So you just want to go that way? Yeah. I'll go. I'll go the other way. Bye. Okay. Bye. Speaking of which, uh, love you all. Been fun here today on the Monday Morning Recap. Yeah. We getting the f out of here? Let's yeah, get the, let's fuck, get the out fuck out of here. Out of here. Bye.